And welcome to episode five of SEO Tales. And it is again Itamar and myself back again. And today's topic is going to be video marketing, which is very much Itamar's forty. You are a video marketing genius. You were a kid video marketer. I'm some old dodger that's trying to fluff his way through it but uh, we will go through what's working because i do a lot of videos but wouldn't consider myself a, a whiz kid at it still making mistakes but uh, that's part of the process but itamar you are someone who's obviously been into videos from a very very early age um and obviously we're going to probably lean a bit more heavy than you in this one but um yeah, so if you guys, um, you know, what what platform would you guys promote your videos on? Leave a, a message in the comments there. I'd be curious because I'm still learning video marketing and I'm curious to know which platforms you're using. Obviously, at present for this, we're using YouTube uh, for, for a video marketing platform. But I've had Reesting, you know Reesting, Itamar, don't you? Yeah. Um, so you can post to 30 different platforms Twitch and all of that kind of stuff. So I think if you guys could leave in the comments which platform you're using, that would be much appreciated just after you like and subscribe. But we'll go into um, a bit more about video marketing and what, and, and you know, a bit about what's working for us at present. Um, so Itamar, what, what is the, the kind of purpose for video? You know, what, what, you know, why would we do that? What's the benefit of it? Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a good question. I think to start off, when you talk about video marketing, people know, well, why should I get into video marketing? And that's a question that loads of people still ask me to this day. They're like, why should I should I start creating video? I've been doing well on my blog. I've been doing well on uh, other platforms. Why should I start making video content? Um, and it's very, very simple. And when you look at trends and different people have done different studies, and a lot of them are showing very similar results in the sense that consumers are more actively wanting to see videos uh, from the brands that they trust, from the brands that they follow. And people in general are just more drawn to video content uh, than they are for just, you know, just text or just images alone. When people see videos, it's much more, I don't know if you want to call it like psychological, but I think people are generally more you know, attracted to seeing video content. And this is especially important for brands because that's the way that the future is going. These brands are creating a lot more video content. They're starting to pump out more in terms of budgets for video production, um, for their video strategies. And video is on the rise. I mean, people are, I think it was Cisco, they predicted by 2021 that uh, videos will take up 80% of all content um, on social media, which is quite a, in, an incredible number. They're saying like four out of five uh, pieces of content will be video content. Um, so just looking at those trends, like there, there's clear rise in the amount of people who, who do want to actively watch videos, but also I think more and more businesses are starting to realize the potential of being able to get a much wider range of engagement through using video than traditional content. Yeah, I think, you know, for, from my point of view, I personally um, would much rather watch a video than read a book or read a blog. Um, I don't know why that is. It's just the way I've always been. I don't react well to, you know, even at school, 
couldn't be bothered reading a book. Um, so video market or, or video learning, so to speak, is very much a something on a personal level that that, that I've found uh, works very well for me. And I think video marketing, as you say, you know, eighty percent of all content is probably going down that route. One, it's easier to just smash out a video and offer advice just you know using your vocabulary if you're comfortable um, and being able to speak in front of a camera uh, rather than sitting typing a blog so i think it's easier much more you know visual you know you get that visual aspect of stuff where we can share screens show people stuff um and you know there's nothing that can really stop us um you know doing anything with video you know in terms of learning or, or whether it's comedy or, or whatever it's going to be entertainment video works but in terms of your know, business, because um, we're obviously in digital, mar- digital marketing, um, what types of video do you think are working well? Is it like because you know you've got a lot of people out there who will um, you know make videos and it's all about them in the video rather than maybe promoting a brand or doing an interview or a tutorial. So what what do you think works best if someone's a noob to videos and and doesn't really know like what angle they go in that, you know, because some people as well, I've heard people saying, you know, I, 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 I've, I've actually seen it with a guy, actually, he's a personal trainer in Glasgow, and uh, he, I was saying to him, you need to do more content uh, on videos, um, you know, giving nutritional advice and all that kind of stuff. And when he'd done a video, he was very stiff and he was looking at it as if he was scared. And that came across the video and I'm like, you need to relax, man, this is not good. Um, and he knows that video market is a big thing for him. But, you know, and again, these inexperienced guys are saying, should I come in from a comedy angle? Should it be, uh, you know, so what's your kind of tips? What types of videos should we be doing? And, you know, just an idea on what, you know, for a noob, do you come in with a comedy angle or be yourself? Or do you think there's a structured process to try and remain professional? I think it's, it is a structured process. And I think you ask kind of two, there's two kind of strands to the question. So the first thing is, is what do people look for in a video? And there are like three main things that people look for. Uh, So the first one is informational. So people want to get information, they want knowledge. Um, The second one is entertainment. Uh, People want to be, some people want to be entertained. And the third one is uh, to be inspired. Some people want to watch stuff to be inspired to to go and do something. So um, you kind of really just have to pick and choose between uh, one or maybe two of those three. I mean, in a perfect world, you'd be able to have all three in your in your channel, but realistically, you may only just have the one. I think most people will have the one, whether it's just being entertaining, just being uh, inspiring to people, or just being like knowledgeable and sharing knowledge. But I think two can still work. Like there's a, there can be a good mix of entertaining and um, knowledgeable or entertaining and inspiring. But once you kind of pick that, then you need to think more deeply about the types of videos that you're going to make um, to help match that. So there's loads of different types of video out there. There's, you know, you've got demos. If you're if you're like a brand and you want to demo a product, you can do demo videos. You could do videos about your brand. You can do events. So taking videos of different events that you're running. You could be doing interviews with experts in the field. You could be doing live videos. And live videos are actually... Uh, increasingly becoming more important. I think people are realizing that more, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, But there are loads of types of videos that you can do. The ones that I've personally feel do the best is 
um, like demonstration ones, like tutorial ones. So if you are an authority figure in your niche, if you're like a thought leader, uh, you should be able to utilize that platform that you have, the kind of trust that you have with your own brand and use it to be able to voice your thoughts um, publicly using videos. So that's by either like kind of explaining to people how to do certain things. Um, so like tutorial videos seem to do quite well. Uh, also interviews do quite well as well because people sometimes don't just want to hear one person speak the whole time. They kind of like it when there's kind of two different people kind of bouncing off each other, which is the kind of stuff that we do uh, with SEO tells. Um, so there's that, but also live videos are very, very um, handy for people to start experimenting with, especially because they don't really need too much preparation because it's all kind of off the cuff. Uh, well, most of the time, but yeah, so those are the types of videos that do quite well. Um, so have you kind of been trying out these different ones? Is there a preference that you have, Craig, or is it? What was that like? I mean, I, I, I'm, as I say, I'm not going to sit here and claim to be a video expert. I've done a hell of a lot of videos. Um, still finding my feet, still making mistakes, still getting criticism, still getting feedback and constantly refining it. So um, I think the, the one thing, one piece of advice I would give to anyone is relax and be yourself uh, first and foremost in a video. You know, trying to be something you're not or being really stressed out on a video is not going to allow you to relax and maybe give out the information you should, you're overthinking it and you start blubbering away a whole load of garbage. So I think being relaxed and, and trying to be yourself, you know, we're, we're all different people and we don't have to be robotic in terms of, you know, what we're producing. But I think, you know, in terms of content, what, I, you know, uh, the approach, you know, I've done tutorials on tools, I've done tutorials on just, you know, SEO strategies and stuff like that. Um, I've, I've done everything, interviews, question and answers, and I think I'm just trying them all out to see which works best, and they're all working good. You know, I don't think there's such a thing as a bad educational video, because all of the time, you know, from my point of view, it's about showing someone how to use a tool or showing how, you know, how something works, or, you know, uh, what, what what my process is or whatever it's going to be. Um, but... I think it's a question we obviously want to get feedback from the public as well. What type of videos do you guys like? You know, is it informational? Is it reviews? But you know, leave a comment again down there. What type of videos do you like seeing on a personal level? Because um, it's always good for us to you know kind of know that. Um, because as I say, it's it's a refining process. You know, you, you just try stuff out and and see what works best. And I'm still no, none the wiser whether. My question and answers is better than doing an SEO tales or a podcast interview or whatever. I'm just rolling them all out and I get good feedback from them all. So I think maybe a diverse thing is working for me, to be honest. Um, yeah, so that, that's the way it goes. But that brings us nicely onto the next topic, which is equipment <laughs> first and foremost. Um, editing, I'm going to come back to you in the editing part, Itamar, because... I've got an editor uh, full-time in editing. But in terms of equipment, um, I, I want to start off with this because I have been battered over the years by a man called Anton from Sam Rush, um, who's very big on backgrounds, microphones, lighting. Um, and I've seen so many people, you know, in terms of getting equipment, uh, 
Are, are people doing videos they don't have the right equipment or they're sitting with the light in the background and it looks like a silhouette talking to the camera? I think, you know, in terms of equipment, it's not a big ask. You know, I've got this Rode mic um, there, I think, wait a minute, it's about $120 on Amazon. I've got a Logitech C920 webcam because the camera on the... Mac is not great, and the Logitech's about sixty or seventy dollars, um, and is amazing. I've also got some lights, which you'll be able to see there, which look like floodlights. Um, again, you can pick these up in Amazon. Um, I think they're, they're about a hundred bucks, and then I've got some soundproofing panels in the background. But you can really have whatever you want in the background. The nice backdrop's always much more pleasing in the eye. It doesn't have to be sound panels. It doesn't have to be a green screen. Even something like Itamar's got in the background, they're just a, you know, a door or you've got guitar or, you, yeah, whatever. You know, people get bookcases and stuff. So I don't think the background's too important, but I think for a couple of hundred bucks, you can get yourself a good mic, some good lights, and a nice webcam. And I think... You have to bear that in mind because, you know, when I first started getting on saying Rush, Anton would be like, your lights are shit. Um, and I was using, like, the house lights that, you know, they weren't shit lights, but they just don't give the same kind of impact. The camera wasn't great. The mic, you know, I bought a wee cheap 40 pound, 30 pound mic. Then I bought a 70 pound mic and he's still complaining. So then I went out and got the, the road mic, which is a all hell of a lot better. And then he stopped complaining. So <clears throat> what I would say to anyone is, don't think cheap when it comes to the equipment. Although the equipment is relatively cheap, just go out and get the good stuff because the audio and the visual on a video is really, really important. If someone's fuzzy, you can't see them properly, you can't hear them properly, um, then it's instantly going to turn them off the video. So getting those three are the perfect starting point. But on to editing, Itamar. Now, when we make a video, it's all good and well. We can come on StreamYards.com, which is what we're recording on right now. And that's something that's easy to do. However, you know, there's always going to be editing. If Itamar swears, burps, says something we don't like and we want to cut it out, you know, using intros and all that kind of stuff, What what's the editing side like and what can you recommend for people out there who are not good with it? Yeah, I think nowadays there's plenty of different choices you have to be able to edit videos. There's a lot of free ways you can edit videos. There's a lot of paid ways you can edit videos. So, I mean, from my experience, I started off editing with Sony Vegas Pro, which is a paid uh, software. But, I mean, I started using that probably back in 2009. So, like, that's the kind of thing that I started with, and that's the kind of thing that I've always you know, it's always kind of been very second nature to me, kind of like, you know, some people have the same thing with Final Cut Pro, some people have the same thing with Adobe After Effects or Adobe Premiere. There's all sorts of tools, but I suppose it's just kind of like finding something you're comfortable with. And uh, there's also like free ones, I think Camtasia, Camtasia Studio, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's, I'm pretty sure that's a free one. Um, and I've tried to use it in the past. I've got friends that used it. Um, you just got to find something that that you know you like. I wouldn't say start off spending money on on good editing software. Just like find some free ones, especially if you don't really have too much to edit, right? So like platforms or softwares like 
Adobe After Effects or Sony Vegas Pro, like some people use that to create films. Some people edit movies on that. Like you don't need, you don't always need like fire in the background and, and all this CGI stuff uh, if you're just kind of sit down like we are just talking. So really I wouldn't kind of focus too much about trying to get the best editing software, just kind of, you know, have a look around on Google, find some free ones that you can download and then just kind of get familiar at least with you know, rendering or putting clips in once you've recorded them um, and all that kind of stuff. And then you can kind of just work out what you like. And if you find a software that you like to edit with, then sure, that's fine. Um, but obviously editing's not for everyone. Um, and obviously before when we were talking about equipment, even some people still struggle like thinking of, of what to buy. Um, and especially nowadays, because it's quite difficult because all the webcams are sold out because I want to buy a a Logitech C920 myself, Craig, but I can't because it's sold out everywhere. And people on eBay are starting to put them up for like £750. So I'm like, well, I think I've got, I've got to wait. But uh, yeah, don't pay over the odds for it. I mean, it literally is a, a 60 or 70 bucks or whatever it costs. Um, actually, my business partner said that to me yesterday. He was looking for a webcam. They went, that one you got for 60 bucks, 200 quid on Amazon. I'm not paying that. So, um, yeah, he was massively complaining on that. But as I say, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg, I think, you know, for, for the equipment, nor does it have to cost an arm and a leg to put out a nice, clean video. Um, you know, another thing I use is it's a paid one, but uh, it's called ScreenFlow for a Mac. So that allows me to edit and, and chop bits off or, or whatever, or add an intro or, or whatever it's going to be. Uh, very, you know, for a dummy, it's very, very simple and easy to use for someone like me who probably couldn't use the one that you mentioned. Um, and I've also seen things like my, my own video editor in the office uses uh, Adobe, whatever. Um, for all that stuff, I can't even switch the thing on. I don't even know what Adobe is. Um, it just really frustrates me. There's just too many options and uh, stuff like that. But yeah, something simple and 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 easy to to use is, is what I would always say. Start out with and then from there um, see where it goes. But on to the next uh, thing I want to ask you about, Itaman. Something I'm not too sure of the answer of myself, I'm trying different things. Um, which is the best type of video? Um, is it is it longer short form? Right, I think when you need to think about long or short form content for videos, you really first need to think about what it is that you're actually making. Because mm -hmm. uh, some, like if you're doing a really in-depth review of some kind of tool, like it's not gonna be a five minute video, right? It wouldn't make sense. Um, yeah. So first kind of knowing what it is you're going to make, uh, but then also thinking about the platforms that you're going to be putting the uh, the videos on. So we asked earlier in the episode for you guys to, to kind of put a comment as to like, if you had to pick a platform to put video content on, what would it be apart from YouTube? Or you could put YouTube if you want. But still, I think long and form... Uh, long form and short form video content really does depend on the platform. And it's really, really important to understand that you can't just make a seven minute video and uh, and put that seven minute video up everywhere on every platform because it won't work uh, because each platform has its own kind of user behaviors, right? There's certain behaviors, there's certain preferences for different platforms. So to give an example, if we're looking at long form content, this is stuff where 
you know, this has to be a platform where people are happy to kind of sit down and watch something for longer than like 10 minutes, right? So places where you could do that is places like YouTube, places like Vimeo, places like Reddit as well, because a lot of people actually share stuff on Reddit because it's quite niche. So if somebody really is looking for a really detailed piece of like video content that you can link them to, they will genuinely watch all of it um, because they're interested in it. But that 10 minute video, that's not really gonna work well if you're gonna put it up on somewhere like LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook, where there's just such vast amount of saturation uh, in terms of content that you know, if we think of a place like Twitter, let's say you follow, let's say you follow a thousand people and somebody maybe tweets once every 10, 15 seconds, right? And and a lot of people follow more than a thousand people, right? But you can already see that if something pops up on your feed that's 10 minutes long, you're not gonna be sitting there to watch it, right? And the same thing with something like LinkedIn as well. Like there's content that keeps on changing, especially with LinkedIn, because every time you'll like refresh the homepage, it'll show you different pieces of content. So um, so with those platforms that I just mentioned, those are platforms where it's like, if you even have a long form video, that's let's say 15 minutes long. So what you can do is when you're editing it, you can have the full version uploaded on somewhere like YouTube or Vimeo or whatever. And then you could make other edits and render smaller chunks maybe even like between 10 to 30 seconds, just kind of like as a trailer or whatnot. Um, and you can put that up uh, natively on places like Twitter, on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Um, and the reason why I say do it natively is that the algorithms are gonna favor it much more because these platforms don't want somebody just linking to a YouTube video where if they click that link, then they're gonna go off their platform and they don't want that. Facebook doesn't want it, LinkedIn doesn't want it, and Twitter doesn't want it. So if you're uploading it natively, uh, one, you'll even be able to see better analytics because if you'll upload, for example, a native video on Twitter, you'll be able to see how many views uh, that video has when you've uploaded it, as opposed to just putting a link to YouTube where you can't unless you check the analytics in depth, see how many people click the link and whatnot. But that's really when we talk long versus short form content, both of them work quite well, but you just need to be smart in terms of picking which platforms you put the long form ones and which platforms you put the short form ones. Yeah, that makes sense. I think, you know, even something as basic as what you said, you know, if it's going to be a 20 or a 30 minute tutorial, they need to be comfortable and it probably has to be on YouTube so they can lie in their bed and watch it in the iPad pad or whatever it's going to be. Um, so now that makes perfect sense, just a common sense you don't really think of it. it's one of those things when you say it, it makes total sense but you didn't really think of it before so ah great tip great tip um finally um, and this is something that has to be directed at you itamar because you are the the experienced out of the two of us when it comes to video marketing and um, how to re <coughs> sorry i've still got this fucking cough um how to repurpose video content um, and optimize old video content um, is that you know at, at the start of anyone's campaign we've all shoved out crappy videos right and maybe just shoved them out and seen what happened and maybe not optimize them properly um so i'm going to reverse this is there a benefit of getting can i still get results from optimizing old videos that i maybe didn't optimize initially can i still revive that video and can i optimize it and, and get you know some growth out of that 
is that something you'd recommend doing or do you just delete them and start again and, and do it properly the next time? I think it, it just depends on the video. Generally speaking, if you have an old, old video on YouTube, for instance, and you've just put it up maybe a few years back, you didn't really put too much thought into it. You didn't optimize it in terms of the titles, the descriptions, the tags and whatnot, then there definitely is an opportunity to do that. And uh, we're gonna put a card up here so you guys can watch the YouTube SEO episode that we did. Um, and then you'll get much more insights in terms of what you should do in terms of that. But also to the second part of that question about how you can leverage more kind of audiences or just pretty much make your content stronger overall by using old videos is just being able to do things like embedding them um, so say you've optimized it, you can embed it on a blog post maybe that's relevant on your site, or you could share that video again on your social media if it's still relevant and if all the things that you're talking about are still useful for people. Because some people still think that if a video is over what like six months old, then there's no point to it anymore, then there's no point watching it. Uh, and that's 100% the wrong approach you should have because videos that are put up, unless it's something that is desperately uh, desperately needs kind of updated content and it's very outdated, then create a new video by all means. But if it's something that the, you know, the info is still valid, uh, the insights are still there, then why not just share it on your social media profile? Like, no one's really gonna care that it was gonna be, that it was uploaded uh, maybe like one year, two years ago, because for people to even find that out, they'll have to click, say, for example, you're sharing a YouTube video, right? They'll have to click the link from social media They'll have to go to the video, then they'll just have to go to the the description uh, and then kind of see when that video is uploaded. But no one's really going to do that, you know. People are going to click on your videos because they want to know about what what the video is about. They want to know what you have to say. They want to find out about a particular subject. Um, so really, it doesn't matter. Uh, so definitely, if you have old video, you can pretty much repurpose it into anything that you want. You can take data from there and make it into infographics that you can then share on social media or you can put on your blog or create a new blog post, uh, maybe with some updated bits of information, but still embed that old video just to get more views on there. Um, and there's there's really so much you can do with in terms of old content that you have and how to repurpose it. And especially with video content, because with video content, it's really diverse, because you can do so much from it, you can take a video and create infographics from it. You can write up a transcript, get the subtitles and CC. You could easily write up a blog post about it. Um, there's just so many different things that you can do. So definitely, if you do have some old video content that you've put up, maybe even just try and refine it and tweak it or maybe upload it again or not upload it again, but like re-record it, reproduce it if you think that you know, it wasn't produced to the best that it could have, or maybe you've got new equipment and whatnot. But repurposing video is really, really important. And as well as this is a different kind of point that we were talking about before about the equipment is that, you know, no matter the equipment that you have or how you want to put videos up and this and that, it's really all about just practice and just rinse and repeat and just try different things out. Because when I started, creating video content. I was maybe 10 years old, nine, I can't even remember, eight, I don't know. Um, but like I was doing so many different things and like the video content I was making in the beginning was was disgustingly bad. Like it's the kind of thing that, you know, I've still got those videos saved like on private, I can still find them. And, and sometimes I just look back and I'm like, 
man, like I've changed so much. And that's the kind <laughs> of thing that you get uh, when you're creating video content, because over time you'll become more confident speaking um, to the camera, uh, becoming like having less monotone, being more engaging. These are kind of things that, you know, people aren't born with. It's something that you really do need to practice and be consistent about in order to improve. Um, so that's really kind of like the final tip that I've got on the topic of video marketing is just kind of just go for it. Like you've literally got nothing to lose. Like the only thing that, you know, the main thing people get worried about with video content is about the, the negativity uh, behind it because you're going to find trolls everywhere uh, and people who don't like your content. Like I've got people who hate me craig you've got some haters of your own it's it's quite natural so um just some advice like don't worry about it if it if it bothers you that much you can like for example if you're uploading on youtube you can have your uh comments to be automatically held for review so that you can actually choose which comments get put up uh, on the videos themselves but that's pretty much it. i feel like i've gone off on a tangent but like th these are still really important things that i've kind of had to go through in my experience of creating video content and i've just kind of tried to summarize that in the last few minutes yeah. uh, but you have anything else to add there craig no i think you pretty much hit everything in the head you know the only thing i was going to add was the thing about trolls you know don't let them put you off making videos um as you see you you get people who have nothing better to do with their time than you know see things or videos or whatever but can be quite um, off-putting for certain people with certain mentalities or whatever that don't like confrontation or whatever but yeah don't let them beat you just fight your way through it i think that you know overall gives a good summary of equipment platforms and, and there's a whole bunch of tips in this video um to get started in video marketing if you do have any other further questions though people do leave them in the comments below we're always watching the channel and we're always looking to help so if you've got any questions about equipment or anything at all make sure you leave them in the comments and we will see you next week what is next week's episode about uh next week episode is on link building so oh, that's uh, yeah so that's that's a, a spicy topic yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we will be back again next week with link building so from Itamar and myself. We will catch you next week. Cheers.